what's going on is a communist takeover, a totalitarian Nazi style uh, takeover of California. And we live in a dictatorship. This has all been fashioned really to come about like this uh, for about the last hundred years. We have this all through the executive branches, all through the elected positions in California. They're all communist or heavy progressive. So um, a lot of them um, are ideologues of uh, Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. They demonstrate that on a daily on a daily uh, behavior basis. And uh, especially when you talk about destroying the businesses, they use the same technique they use in the Jews to destroy the the middle income businesses primarily. It's not better. It, it's worse for you and I, the people, but it's great for the elites. And it's great for the world leaders who have their t eye on the on the the prize, which is California and the rest of the United States. I mean, I'm proud to share with you Tetragen, which helps you transition to a healthier, happier, and thinner you without cravings or side effects. Our metabolic hormones are the underlying problem that doom every diet and exercise program to fail. They control our metabolism, cravings, how much we eat to feel satiated, blood sugar levels, and even our energy levels. Tetragen is formulated with four clinically proven patented ingredients that help rebalance your metabolic hormones in roughly 15 to 20 days, depending on the amount of weight you want to lose. Once your metabolic hormones are rebalanced, you'll be on the path to long-term sustainable weight loss because Tetragen is the first in the world which is scientifically formulated with four clinically proven and patented active ingredients to help you reach your targeted weight in two distinct phases. Phase one, rebalance your metabolic hormones, and phase two, accelerate fat loss. The best part is that Tetragen comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what do you have to lose besides weight? Learn more with the link below. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Paul Preston coming to the program. I've been wanting to interview him for a while, so I'm really great that I have this interview with him because I wanted to talk about the Two California Project, the new California. They're planning on, uh, or they're trying, and they've been trying hard, but now it's really gaining steam, and people are really behind it. They want to create a new California, and this is the map. It has 56 counties. It's not the official map. They expect it to change, but this is the preliminary, and they have all 56 counties either fully on board or partially on board. Only a few are partially on board. The rest are fully on board, and it is gaining massive steam. It's scaring the crap out of California, the, the other, you know, the governor and everybody well, the governor is probably going to be recalled but just of the powers that be the the elites the globalists but this is the real deal and there's precedents in the past for this happening he talks about virginia that split off and created west virginia this same process happened so he talks about how they're using the past to do what our constitutional calls for when you have a government that you completely that you believe is tyrannical, it does not represent the people, you can split off and create your own state. And that's what they're doing here. And they have full support of most of uh, of most of the counties. And they're moving forward. They're also looking at decertifying the election. And if California goes that direction, that's that's Biden not winning this this past 2020 election. They are scared to have these decertified but they're you know they'll probably come after Georgia and Arizona and maybe Pennsylvania but California is very serious 
And for those of you who've been following, I just posted an article up on my website that California, it's really clear that Biden probably didn't win California either. And that, uh, you know, all the the data anomalies and all the crap that went on everywhere else happened in California too. And so the fix has been on in California for a long time. So I wanted to talk to him on what where he's at with this and where it's going. And one of the things that people probably don't realize, you know, with California just being a complete nightmare, I mean, they have the worst slums in the world now, and it just, they're still in this COVID emergency where Governor Newsom has dictator uh, powers. I mean, why the heck would they be in that? But of course, it's a part of their plan. But one thing he said, which is, or they're looking to use what they're doing in California for the rest of the country. And California is the model. I don't know why on God's green earth, anyone with the same mind would usher in anything that California does. But he has a good point. He says it's not for the average person. The average person is really bad for, but it's great for the globalists and for the powers that be. And so he's going to explain all that. And, you know, this is a great conversation. Uh, I've been wanting to have this for a while. So I'm, I'm glad he's here. And I, I want to tell you before we get into this that uh, I have new shows, exclusives up on Ebonier and up on TV. And uh, for those of you who are members of Ebonier, remember you can save 35% on Tetragen and you can save on C60 gel caps and you can save on many other products. And there's also, now we have over 60 free eBooks up on Ebonair. So go there and check it out. And you can subscribe to sarahwestall.tv, which will never be censored, or to Ebonair, which has all my exclusives, just like sarahwestall.tv, at sarahwestall.com slash subscribe. And while you're there, please sign up for my newsletter because that's how you're going to get all the things that I'm working on and be sure to get notifications of my shows. So let's get into this great conversation with Paul Preston. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I've been wanting you to come on for a while, so I'm so glad I got you. I, I'm i really impressed with the work that you're doing in California, trying to do the two-state, which I want to get into. But you have a nightmare over there. I mean, if I were to pick a place I don't want to live, it's California right now. I mean, you have good old Newsom who, you know, is being recalled. But I want to just tell listeners a few things that aren't really aware of some of these things. Like Newsom agreed to do a billion dollar, um, uh, you know, on California fires. They, you guys passed a referendum. He didn't do any of it. Instead, he cut the budget by $150 million and then cut the firefighting force by 20%. And now you have this, this, I mean, people's whole lives and neighborhoods are being destroyed. And then just to make matters worse, you have San Francisco, who now Berkeley and other university studies claim it's a worst, has the worst slums in the world based on, you know, the number of people. In the, and there's reasons behind it. I did a little mini documentary on why and what's really going on, but it's a nightmare. And then... You guys are one of the few states pushing for the vaccine passport, which is just absolutely nuts. You know, on top of being the headquarters of this high-tech tyranny that's being pushed on everybody. So, I mean, <laughs> what is going on in California, in your words? Well, what's going on is a communist takeover, a totalitarian Nazi-style 
takeover of California, and we live in a dictatorship. And this has all been fashioned really to come about like this uh, for about the last hundred years. They've been working at this in uh, California, and uh, it's working. You know, it's, uh, we have a dictator, we have a legislature that's non-existent that hides from the dictator, basically. Uh, the dictator can uh, can lose all of his power uh, when one passage of a bill uh, in which the legislature takes over the reins of power and limits the governor. See, because we're still in the COVID virus, uh, you know, scamdemic going on here. So he's he's wielding his power that the legislature gave him. And it was kind of interesting, the bill that was used as the Executive Powers Act of the state of California by the governor, which allows him to bypass the legislature, bypass judicial um, reviews or anything, just so he can get the job done, you know, dealing with the so-called pandemic. And then, of course, they declared that March 4th in 2020. And since then, it's just slipped, you know, even more into a dictatorship because once they declared that emergency, uh, he has unlimited powers and indefinitely until they pass a bill to take it back. Now, it's kind of interesting. In 2015, they fashioned a bill that was going to be uh, utilizing or is going to be um, basically uh, it was going to be uh, limited by about 30 days. And then in 2015, they took that out of the bill or they took that out of the law uh, and said that the governor can be granted indefinite powers until the legislature takes it away. Well, the legislature, which is a monoparty system, um, we have 120 legislators total. That includes uh, 80 in the Assembly and 20 in the Senate. In the Senate, we have 11 Republicans. And in the um, Assembly, we have 19 Republicans. They have super majorities there. And, of course, the thing about most of the Republicans are all rhinos. They're all Trump haters. So they sidle up next to the Democrats as well, the progressives, many, many communists. Known communist in um, in the um, you know in the legislature, Bonta, the new the new attorney general, he's a flat out communist with direct communist ties to the Philippines. Subic Bay, his parents are from there, and they were long known to be hardcore Maoists, and he's grown up in that, and that's exactly what he is: is he's a communist in charge of uh, attorney general's office. Now, what could possibly go wrong? Your secretary of state who was Alex Padilla, another communist. Uh, he's now taken, of course, uh, you know, the, the place of Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was the senator, and she had to, uh, well, she wanted to be the vice, so-called, not my vice president, maybe yours. Uh, so we have this all through the executive branches, all through the elected positions of California. They're all communists or heavy progressives. So um, a lot of them uh, are ideologues of uh, Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. They demonstrate that on a daily on a daily uh, behavior basis and uh, especially when you talk about destroying the businesses they use the same technique they use in the jews to destroy the the middle income businesses primarily uh, using a combination of pandemic and environmentalism the larger businesses they squeezed out through a number of laws and sanctions that were you know would make uh, any communist leader fat, uh, uh, ha uh, proud and so living in a state that's uh, completely a takeover. And of course, all of them are beholding to two things. They're beholding to the voting system, uh, the Dominion voting system, and they're also beholding to the, um, the Chinese. And we know that, the Chinese and the cartels. 
the cartels that do the human trafficking, which I call modern day slavery, yes. trafficking in human flesh and slavery. The cartels make money two ways. They make money by either, um, you know, by selling people, human beings, or selling drugs. And that's their MO. And, the, and it's the, the same route. Are, me, all the executive people are totally sidled up with them. Kamala Harris being one of them also. She was uh, that in the, the Indian gaming institutions. They are very, very tight with them. Is this why we're seeing Kamala Harris just being an absolute zero when it comes to the border? Oh, absolutely. Well, she wants open borders because it means cash flow and money. You see, these people coming across the border are bought and paid for down south. They come across the border and they're... There's more money uh, for their bodies, literally, uh, because they they get on with the uh, religious organizations, and these religious organizations get paid heavy subsidies from the federal government. You know, we're doing it to ourselves. We're we've got this massive uh, industry going on where uh, people are put in slavery. They're bought and sold. They come across the border, then they're put in slavery again in these church organizations that. Uh, hold on to them forever, getting money out of them, and pretty soon they shuffle them off. Now, the big thing is kids. Kids are a huge cash flow. I know. Uh, unaccompanied minors all over the place. Some of your your older unaccompanied minors find themselves in the gangs, of course. They get recruited right at the border. Uh, but the younger ones, uh, they get put in the foster care systems of all the states. And, of course, when you have a child who's a foster child, you can get money from the state especially if you get them into edu special education, then it's like a $500 check for every disability they have. Some of these families that I used to work with in um, places like West Sacramento, uh, they're getting uh, anywhere from six to $8,000 per kid living in their house, and many of them have five kids living in their house. That's what's going on here. This is uh, the buying and selling. Of, you know, We call it trafficking and Human flesh and slavery is exactly right in front of our faces, and it, it's being induced and enticed by the state of California, encouraged by the state of California. Yeah, there's open borders here. It's just open borders. So what what are you doing with the two California? Because I just published a report showing that the majority of Californians didn't vote for this new Biden administration. They don't want what's in there now. But like you were saying, with the Dominion systems and the cheating, it's been it's they've just doing whatever they want. They don't care what the people think. No, they well, they don't. Why should they? It's mind over matter. They don't mind and we don't matter. That's what it is. This is what dictators do. You don't think that I mean, we're going to run the same systems regardless. That's just the way it is until somebody really tells them to stop. And who's going to do that? And there's no technique around that's uh, allowing the the destruction or the downfall uh given our state of situation um that will that will prevent that so the dominion system and this electronic system was really pioneered out here in california now it's affected the whole nation and uh, with trump's election you know we've seen um, many many things that have happened and these things that have happened um and now of course in hindsight we can start to see things start to open up and quite frankly there is not um there's not a lot of hope for a lot of people. I think that uh, as Sydney Powell, she was at her convention a, a couple um, a month ago. And what I saw from Sydney Powell was that um, she's really determined to get a lot of these uh, states decertified from their electors. And once they're decertified, then they can, uh, you know, take their ballots back, which they're going to do. 
that looks like Georgia's going to go first, then Arizona, then probably Pennsylvania. And uh, with any luck, California, and that's what we're pushing as new Californians, is uh, we're pushing to get the uh, the voting system uh, broken down and, and decertified. Ultimately, the votes, we will do that first, but the, the system being so tainted, um, we want to not have an election uh, using, using those machines ever again. And, of course, that's where the recall comes in. He's pushing hard. See, he knows we're push, pushing and having a great deal of success in encouraging people to sign affidavits, which are legal documents making a criminal offense, uh, uh, charging a criminal offense by a citizen. And uh, towards the leaders, he knows it's coming for him. We've already had pretty good success with our affidavit program uh, in getting people to resign from their jobs. In fact, we know that right now there's a lot of uh, – County uh, elected county officials and city officials, uh, educators, and the like that are not happy that we're doing the affidavit program and serving them with affidavits. So uh, we anticipate that Newsom is going to continue to push forward really hard to get an early vote on this recall so that he can run the Dominion system again. And it's going to erase the machines. And then what we're going to look at is uh, not only the machines erased, but he's probably going to remain as governor. Now, if he doesn't remain as governor, uh, which is, I think, going to be their choice to measure it, then what it's going to do, it's going to prove to the public that Dominion works. <laughs> and that's a stretch. Well, yeah. well, that's a real big stretch. Well, let me ask you, <laughs> what is the point? I mean, how can they justify having San Francisco, having all these wealthy, wealthy, wealthy big tech people and then all the poor people that you know the biggest slums the worst slums in the world they have the fire you know the the fires that are going on they have the farmers who can't even water their crops so they're destroying 75 percent and that's because they just totally mismanage the water situation how can these people straight face say that communism is better when it's it's well, just a freaking joke well because um it's not better. It, it's worse for you and I, the people, but it's great for the elites. And it's great for the world leaders who have their t eye on the on the the prize, which is California and the rest of the United States. I mean, the United States is an enormously wealthy, uh, resourced country. Uh, it's the richest one on the planet. And California happens to be the richest state on the planet for resources. I mean, you got agriculture, you got a gold, you got water, uh, you, you've got just a perfect environment. Uh, you've got everything that the totalitarians want, and they want it. Now, China, their economy is not a free market economy like everybody thinks. Uh, they're, they're basically a, a totalitarian, obviously, they're a totalitarian uh, country, and their mindset is in conquering, in conquering the United States, and conquering California first. So this is how they do it. They're going to get rid of. They look at. The, they've had a great program for the last twenty years of running people out of business, businesses in California. That's been all part of the plan and running the middle class out. That's been all part of the plan. They only want poor people and wealthy people living in California. They, they want exactly. That's what communism is all about. Yeah. That's what the Nazis are all about. So they're going to objectify, and they're going to push out or arrest or whatever anybody that gets in their way. Well, I've heard, too, that there are Chinese troops. This is a Canada, the west coast of Canada. There's Chinese troops. People, eyewitness testimony or people have told me that they've seen uh, Chinese ships. There's, there's troops up there. Right. 
Right. And that's because good old Trudeau signed the uh, that they can now protect all their assets, and they've bought in so much of their farmland and everything else. So now there's actually troops up there. They run. There's a bioweapon lab they're running. I mean, it's just on and on what's going on. Now, he was saying, Kevin Annette, who I've had him on, he's saying that this isn't just Canada. This is the entire West Coast of the United States. Are you seeing the same developments that we're seeing in Canada there in California as far as troop development? Because that's that's another step. Well, I think that uh, troop development is already here. We, I was on a pretty good call this morning with some people about what's happening and um, them um, actually making uh, weapons at Indian reservations and stashing the weapons in preparation for uh, individuals to rise up embeds already here in the United States and also um, throughout uh, throughout California. And of course, California seems to be the first stop for those people. So you'll have a lot of people that are currently in the United States, Chinese in particular, that will be called upon to become uh, militarized within the United States at a certain call time. Um, they've, we already know about stashes of weapons. These weapons stashes have been going on in the United States since the late 80s. And that happened, I saw one actually happening before my very eyes. It, it happened in the late 80s. And I was, uh, um, I, was the ma I, was a ma I was managing my parents' trust and estate. And somebody had asked me to go to uh, check out real estate investment trust or REITs. And so um, I made an appointment with a broker to check out what the properties were, the portfolio and everything. And I was standing out by the Ontario airport at the time. It was a very lucrative situation for the buildings that were going on, very expansive and so on. And uh, I was watching a UPS plane um, being offloaded. And I could see by the color of the crates that there were weapons crates. Mm. <laughs> so I just made mention to the guy and he goes, oh, he says, I got a whole warehouse full of these over here. He says, it's, um, I said, a whole warehouse of weapons? And he says, oh, yeah, they fly them in from China. And I said, why are they doing that? Well, I don't know, but I've got a whole web I've got a whole warehouse. It's just full of all sorts of weapons, cannons, and all this other good stuff. Now, that was in the late 80s. And we've been able to – that was in the late 80s. I just keep cracking. Wow. Uh, but that's been going on for a long time. And uh, now there are those places that we are aware of. and. Uh, Many pe more people are aware of them, but they are stashed for, for a reason. And, of course, the reason is is that uh, to take over California, and uh, ultimately. And that's one of the reasons why they're pushing so hard to get rid of weapons and you know, taking away your rights, your Second Amendment right, and all that other good stuff. That's what's going on here. So uh, this, is a, this is a big deal, obviously. And, uh, you know, this, these things, we take, I take it very seriously. I listen about everything I can get. And, uh, you know, we all have to be on our guard now because uh, literally they're, uh, you're, they're getting pushed around uh, by a lot of citizens now who have a lot of doubt about the election. And that's not sitting well with them. So it's kind of like, is, are they going to act like a, a caged animal and come out and try and do something? Do they have the strength to do that? Um, I don't feel they do, quite frankly. And I think New California is their big challenge. Uh, they're going to try and do whatever they can to uh, take us out and all that stuff. So, Yeah, that's the scary part, too. Are they going to act like a cornered animal or are they going to be civilized? But yeah, the because it's so obvious that they stole this election, you know, Trump gets 20,000 people at a rally and Biden can't even get 100. I mean, it's just it's so obvious. Right. 
what you're doing with the two Californias, can you explain what you're actually doing so people who aren't familiar with that can understand? Well, we, we're following the Constitution. Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution allows us to do this. And uh, it was really, I think, put into the Constitution because as an escape valve, uh, because I, I think the Founding Fathers understood that what they could create um, a, you know, a free market, um, lib liberty-loving society through the Constitution. But what would happen if some totalitarian dictator came along in one of the states that they were proposing? Well, there would have to be a mechanism by which the people could react to change it. And that's Article 4, Section 3, create your own state that's maybe run better than the old one. And, of course, that's happened three previous times in American history. Um, the last one being West Virginia. They did that at the very start of the Civil War. And when they did that, they um, it was really, you know, um, kind of chaotic, but they did it. And, and they became a state, and they did it for all the right reasons. They survived as people who really had a belief they did not want to become part of the slave mentality of Virginia. Uh, so they did a successful split. And we've been modeling after them, but we also model after the Declaration of Independence, the the words of the Declaration of Independence are very much alive and well, and they're very solid. There's no racism in them. Uh, this whole thing that they're trying yes, to do, yes. that's all crap. <laughs> it's all yes. crap and all propaganda. Uh, the These founding fathers have been attacked since day one, When they, as, as you know, and the founding fathers, it didn't work out too well for most of them. They lost everything. Uh, they pledged their honor. They pledged their life. They pledged everything. And most of them lost their lives, the 56 founders. And, of course, the, the question about um, what kind of a nation we developed as, we were a strong Protestant Christian nation. There's 56 founders of the Declaration of Independence. Almost all of them worked on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But uh, they were 54 were Protestant, mostly Presbyterians, who had escaped their families and legacy came from escaping, um, you know, the 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 uh, the Catholic Church and the Muslims in Europe, because you remember the Catholic Church was at odds with Martin Luther and the Lutherans, yep. and Protestants. And that what that's what ran most people out of Europe and ran them to the thirteen colonies where they settled. And ultimately, they said, "Wait a minute, we're not going to take any more King George. Uh, we want to be free." So they wrote the Declaration of Independence, and they suffered for it mightily. But the the bottom line is, is that uh, what they created. Um, was a real dynamic that that set the whole world on fire, literally, especially the new world, because we had um, a new world being in Central and South America that was founded and settled by, you know, colonizers. Uh, you know, you had Spain, you had Great Britain, you had the Netherlands, you had Germany, um, you know, the Portugal, you had all these uh, colonizing uh, interests out there. And um, they found that uh, they could also declare independence as well. Mm-hmm. And their own independence. And pretty soon the whole Western Hemisphere was, they declared independence. Uh, they wrote constitutions and model of our constitution, had a Bill of Rights, uh, explaining to people what their further rights were, God-given rights, by the way. And never in, a, in human history has uh, anybody uh, said expressly to the people that you do have God-given rights. Now, that's just right out of Martin Luther. That's not out of the Pope. So you can see um, when people started to realize, well, well I, I'm empowered by 
God and Jesus Christ is my Savior. I'm not trying to proselyze here. Those are just the historic facts. You can't run away from those facts. And those are the images that our nation grew up with and it spread throughout the world. But the powers to be, the powers to be in Europe didn't want that. So by 1848, they created the Communist Manifesto to address the fact that they were losing, they were losing these nation states or these, these colonized areas because everybody was, you know. It was a cascading effect. First, it was America. Then it was, you know, Central America and South America. You, you, you had um, Argentina. You had Portugal. Had uh, Uruguay. You had all uh, Peru. You had all these nations that started to pop up, and uh, every one uh, pretty much had a battle with their original colonizers. But by eight, 1902, actually, a lot of that had finally settled down. But in the case of California and uh, Texas. California and Texas split originally from Mexico, which had gained its independence from Spain in 1821 and became the power broker for California and the power, you know, the nation, if you will, of Mexico for California and Texas. Well, the Texans did not like it because they did not like the overreach of a centralized government out of Mexico City running their business. And so they declared independence in March of 1836. By November of 1836, so did the Californians, known as the Californios. They declared independence for Alta California. And see, a lot of people don't put that history together, that really Texas and California made the split from Mexico, declaring their independence at that point in time. That's why California is really called a Lone Star State, uh, because so was Texas. Um, both of them had large stars that were associated with their flags. And, uh, of course, today, the star that you see on the California flag is a depiction of the California, the original red star, red star that was used by the Californios, and that became, became emblazoned on a, on a large, large white banner. It wasn't in tribute to communism. Communism wasn't even created then. That's what they depicted. And, of course, it's on our, our flag for New California as well. So um, this is what we have going on here is we have, um, this this situation where now we're wanting to become a new state as well from California, and uh, we're following the Constitution of what the Founding Fathers put in play. And it, finally, in 1789, um, is now rolling forth again for a fourth time, and uh, we've made progress. We've declared our independence. We've had eight constitutional conventions. We're working on the ninth one, and um, we're really, really excited about what's going to be happening. Uh, we, we have got uh, 58 counties in California. We have either a whole or part of 56 counties, and these counties are rocking and rolling. Basically, you're going to take everything but uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco, and it splits it into even population, essentially? Is that true? We did have population dynamics, and when we were figuring out what would the map look like, you know, uh, we did like everybody else. They've tried to split California over 200 times before. And uh, this time it's, uh, it's working out that, um, you know, it's not going to work that way anymore. And um, so <laughs> it, we, we said to our, I don't, well, our map people, we, uh, we laid down maps. We did everything. We were drawing lines on walls. I mean, it was just crazy. And finally I said, you know, where are the population bases for this state, the whole state? And um, so, of course, uh, we realized right away the urbanized areas of Los Angeles was about 12 million people and the rest of it up in Northern California and San Francisco and 
Sacramento rounded that out. And we said, well, you know, you got 20 million in the urbanized and you must have a diaspora of 20 million in the rural. And uh, that's where that came out. And that's what happened. And so uh, we, we made the map that way and we've liked it ever since. And we went county by county by county, bringing in the counties, um, chartering the counties. And now we're up to uh, either 56, either whole or part of the 58 counties that California has. So uh, we're re really happy with that. And we're doing the numbers over the weekend, actually, uh, because we didn't want to be overstating the fact we do have some counties that aren't fully functional yet or um, are struggling. And that's because there's been so many people moving out. that I can't stop that, you know. Um, well, that's because they have to live under tyranny right now and they don't want to be part of it. And just say I'm, they're going to punt early. That's right. That's exactly right. So. So, okay. So you are so close. Is there any way they can stop this? No. Because it seems like. Yeah, you guys are just going. If you have 56, only two counties left, and you don't even really want the San Francisco and L.A., do you? We've chartered in the counties that we want and that, that, that are stepping up. And we, we, What drives us, what stops us, is, is uh, di population dynamics. We can't have populations. I think populations at 50-50 is perfect. Um, and then be able to function properly because we – you know, California has its own set of issues that we don't want to have in New California. That's for sure. And that's why our constitution is going to be completely different. And it's going to be completely different. To solve the, to do your best at solving right. the pro current problems and not having them pop up again. That's right. In a new way. Yeah. It's, you guys going to have to think hard about that and then how to, because you're going to make mistakes too. And so how are you going to have stuff built in that'll allow you to fix the mistakes that you can't foresee? Right. Well, um, there's going to be a lot of problems building in, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we understand that. We don't think the problems are going to be as bad as people think. And um, that's just a fact. I can't imagine it could be worse than what you have right now. I mean, it's be pretty, you guys would be pretty incompetent to make it worse than that. Well, you know, the problem is, is that this is all headed towards one thing and they want to uh, either uh, they they want to kill us, and that's what all totalitarian. This is where this is leading. This is this is well. This is a well-worn trail of totalitarianism. Is that the po current population here is not suitable for them, so they're going to eliminate us. That's going to happen. Uh, those this is the way it works. When do you think this is going to come to a head? Yours, like when is your new California going to start being established? Or I know you're already started. It's a. Uh, Certain uh, dynamics and effects uh, things have to happen here in the next, uh, you know, in the next uh, three or four months. This month is critical. July is very, very critical for our efforts in a number of different ways. But uh, uh, we should have. There's going to be something happening here in the next couple of months, and um, it's either going to work in favor of a nonviolent resolution, or it's going to break out into what I'm afraid of is a, a real violent civil war type of thing. And I'm really, really uh, pray every day, every moment that that doesn't happen. And because there's no way they can stop it. And so you're worried that they'll be like a caged animal in a corner versus being civilized human beings. That's correct. And based on their pa past behavior is the best indicator of future behavior. And we're not so sure if that animal is capable of being civilized. No, that's, a, that's what I, you know, I say every, I've been saying this for the last 11 years. Um, welcome to Agenda 21 Radio, stopping totalitarianism, one exceptional American at a time. And that's really the only thing you can do. 
is uh, that's the only thing you can do is that. Well, where can people learn more about you, see what you have going on, and get involved? Well, you can uh, learn more about us at uh, our website, which is newcaliforniastate.com, newcaliforniastate.com. That's our website. And, um, you know, that's uh, that's uh, the place to start right there. You can click on, check out the calendars, check out the things that we're doing, what's been happening, um, you know, and all that stuff. So that's the best way to do it. And listen to my radio show every morning, 6 to 9 on Red State Talk Radio, Agenda 21 Radio. I, I give out a lot of tons. Of, we talk about tons of things that just make people's uh, toes curl, you know. But you have to talk about them. You have to get them out because it's the truth, and this is what's happening right now. Did, were you friends with Rosa Corey? It was Rosa Corey who started Agenda 21 Radio. I interviewed her in studio. She drove all the way from the coast to come over to the studio in Marysville, California. I interviewed her in studio and uh, I knew right away when I interviewed her, I said, I think I know what this problem is. I recognized it. And um, so, uh, you know, I told her I committed because she, she said, you know, now that you know this, one of her favorite sayings was now that you know this information, you have to do something about it. <laughs> um, you know, you have a, you have a duty, a responsibility. And what she was doing was quoting part of the, declaration of independence that says that everybody has a right and a duty to throw off the tyrant that's in the declaration of independence that's why that's why totalitarians don't like the document because they're they're tyrants get it it's yes. naturally going to attack the founding fathers or religious beliefs and protestantism and and that sort of thing um that's what they're going to do and that's what they've been doing ever since and that's really i think a lot of people realize when you start looking at the cartels and the Chinese, that's it's coming back to one of those, one of those kind of uh, religious hatreds, and that's what I've I've seen. But um, you know, so yeah, Rosie Corey was a big inspiration. I I got done with the interview and she left, and I walked into the office of the owner of the station. I said, I'm start. I, you got two hours available on Saturday. I said, I'm opening up a show called Agenda 21 Radio, and that's how it all started. That was back yeah. 11 years ago. We lost a giant, didn't we? Yeah, we really did. And, um, you know, I really, uh, you know, I, I wasn't I, in the early days, we were very friendly. We talked a lot and then she got on the circuit and I talked to her every once. In a while. I think the last time I talked to her was about a year and a half ago, but we did stay in touch. And, uh, you know, she wrote, uh, behind the green mask, which, um, I read thoroughly about five or six times. I got about 10 copies still here. <laughs> um, but the, uh, yeah, the, to, everybody should pick up that that's uh, really a primer to understand um, that, you know, how, how these people think these totalities. First of all, they're, uh, when you take a look at the United Nations Agenda 21, um, it was inspired really pretty much as a follow-up to the Nazis um, after World War II, putting their world plan together and their invasion of the United States from the South. And if you ever see the, the, the series Hunting Hitler, um, by the History Channel, you might want to watch that because it depicts it very well. Uh, there's a couple of books out by Peter Lavenda that people might want to want take a read of. Uh, the first one is called The Rat Line and, and the Discovery of Adolf Hitler Living Through the War. And then also The Hitler Legacy, which takes off after Hitler died. And what happened after the events of January 1st, 19, 1971, uh, he died in 1970 in uh, Indonesia. But it also talks about the legacy that he left with all the wealth and the gold, how that's being used and manipulated on the markets today, and who has it been allied with that that movement? Cartels, in particular, have sidled up to the 
the uh, they call it the Fourth Reich, and uh, that's what's been influenced. I mean, they, the plan itself is called for what they're doing with this invasion at the border. That has been um, that has been pretty much the uh, place in which they've they've uh, really uh, worked, you know. And uh, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about how much that work that that should be. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been very, very much a globalist dream. They bring in China, and China has uh, financed a lot of it, but the cartels with their slavery and with their, you see, these are, you know, they're just Nazis. You're running mill Nazis is what they are. And a Nazi's a socialist. So yep. you have the Nazis and the socialists blended together with the communist Chinese uh, working to overthrow this country. And they've deeply penetrated the country. They've been involved with, um, you know, of course, the government, uh, we knew about this when Operation Paperclip, anybody does a, a reading about the history of Operation Paperclip and the Nazis, they helped to start uh, the Gestapo. Many members of the Gestapo were actually instrumental in taking the OSS, which was then the equivalent of the CIA during World War II, and turning that into the CIA. A lot, you know, of your CIA agents worked for the other team. It's not a surprise that we see the FBI this, this uh so challenged or the cia so challenged we don't know what side they're on most of them are not on our side which is what we're finding out as the bureaucrats and the bureaucracies will tell you california's bureaucracy everybody's been militarized militarized as well including the secretary of state the attorney general all these people um held to play of course the a role in the um election the corruption of the election which is where we started off the California election system started to get electronic around 2000, and ever since then they've manipulated the votes very, very easily uh, through electronics, in particular um, the Dominion system. The Dominion system, which has come online, um, the Dominion system, which has come online uh, over the last two and a half years here in California in a big way, also went national. This time, when yeah. they went national, they didn't expect that Donald Trump was going to be able to pull off so many votes. Well, Biden was so terrible. Right. So uh, what do you tell people they should do to get involved? Because a lot of people don't want, I mean, we realize we're in the fight of our lives, most people. I mean, this is, this is a World War II redo, essentially. It, it's World War III, but it's a continuation of, I mean, it's as big as World War II and a, almost a continuation. When I went to 1992, I went to study the collapse of communism in East Germany. And uh, I got uh, a tip from Roger Thoreau of the Wall Street Journal. I should go uh, interview a, a gentleman by the name of Friedrich Marcurius at the Church of St. Nikolai. And I had one big burning question to ask him. And, and uh, it's interesting. We sat for a three-hour interview. It was just really incredible. And uh, I started to walk out the door. I hadn't even asked that most important question. I had traveled, all, I tra traveled across the Atlantic and through Europe. Uh, in many hostile places, that because it was still very much East German, uh, the Stasi was still out patrolling and doing their things, and I was being hassled by them. Um, but it was, and, you know, the, the State Department told me to travel alone would mean I'd probably, you know, I could die. It would be bad. <clears throat> but so I get to the door, and I forgot to ask him the most important question. I stopped and I said, the Friedrich, I said, I came all this way. I wanted to ask you this question. I said, you know, what happened to all the communists? Where did they all go when the wall fell? And he looked at me square in the face and he said, they all became environmentalists. Oh, God, really? And it tells the story because they really had not died. 
they just re-image themselves. Yep. And it's the same what happened with the Nazis after World War II. Nazism and socialism, not you know the the Nazi socialist style, um, which is driven by in part one of the churches, uh, has never died. And uh, they continued it, and they recreated what we have today and what we're seeing here. They're working hand in hand with the communists, the Maoists in particular of China, to overthrow this country. It's uh, yes, they you know, are. Ideologies did not die out, and that that is something that's very exemplified in uh, his book, Peter Levin's book, The Hitler Legacy, because clearly there was a legacy design to happen in that legacy. They actually discussed this legacy um, in the Hunting Hitler series. So I suggest people, if you want to challenge me on this, just, just watch that stuff and you'll be enlightened. Well, it's, you know, they also point at people who want to save this country as Nazis. They, they try to project what they are back on others. and they're very good at that, and right. that's what the mass media does. Right. It's it's very frustrating to hear that because if they just took some time, the people who are brainwashed took some time and learned, they would feel very differently, I think. But, again, I'm going to ask you a question because I could talk to you all day long, but I want to ask you a question. What can people to do to get involved and to help their country? Well, you know, um, the first thing is is they all need to – unify around something in their individual counties and states and um, we offer new california in california um but you know the the people need to take it upon themselves to get up off the couch and get out and do things clearly and right now they're not uh, well they're getting more energizing out here in california it's becoming more of an urgency than it is everything anything else and so we're starting to see that um you know these things are starting to pay off for us in, in our own numbers that are coming to us. But we're also starting to wonder about the rest of the nation. What are they doing? I know that uh, the president stays in other parts of the country, doesn't come out here to do rallies, which is a shame. We've invited him numbers of times to come out. Uh, I know it's been difficult. He's, they've closed down venues in front of our anticipated announcements. Uh, so they're trying to keep him out of here. We understand that. But the president needs to have a presence out here um, and I would call on him, first of all, to come out and at least recognize what we're doing and uh, that we can, we can best suit, uh, you know, that will really help our uh, initiative going forward to become a state. And you're saying President Trump, so people yeah, understand. Trump, well, he's my only president. Joe Biden is not, he is not the president. He, he's, but, you know, we have a lawsuit against uh, Gavin Newsom right now, and that lawsuit is... Um, generated not so much interest, but it's against Gavin Newsom and Alex Padilla and now Shirley Weber, uh, who's the attorney general for the secretary of state. And uh, this lawsuit verifies that the ballots that were used were illegal, improper statutory losses, that they're not any good. So what we've done here is we've, um, we've really done a fantastic job to, um, position ourselves to win this case which is what we're going to do they don't they don't want this thing to come to trial i mean they're they're delayed they are putting on delaying tactics like you cannot believe if you guys win your electoral votes are massive so they're going to be decertified right that'll flip the election and they and it'll um it, they're freaked out they're freaked out everywhere they're freaked out in arizona in georgia minnesota is another one we have my own uh congresswoman was 
you know, one of those 4 a.m. flip jobs by over 10%. She's not legit. I mean, this is all over the country. And, you know, you can see the workings of algorithms if you just put the papers. Like, we have 53 members of the House of Representatives, and uh, we went back to about 2000 and looked at all the, you know, from 2000, 2002, 2000, looked at all the elections, did side-by-side comparisons, and you can see how they manipulate the data just by, you know, glancing at it because it's so obvious, you know, when they apply a certain yep. algorithm, you come up with 70, 30, you know, 70% of the people voted for the Democrat and 30 for the Republican. It's replete that way. Uh, they, didn't, they weren't even trying to mask it, really. Well, they've gotten away with it for so long and nobody really questioned it. And now this is the first time where it's coming out big, where they people don't it. trust them they now. The president and everything yeah. yeah, it was too obvious. They made it too obvious. Okay, well, I could go on all day talking to you. You are just a wonderful person, and I am. we are so blessed to have you pushing this. I'm so glad that you came on my show to talk about it. And, um, again, thank you so much. Tell us your website. and The website is newcaliforniastate.com, newcaliforniastate.com. And, uh, um, you know, we, we encourage everybody to come there and sign up. And if you're not in California, you can sign up and you can – um, you know, you can become involved. It's really important that you do. And uh, just get out in your own community, organize, uh, push back on the community members. If you can do affidavits, learn about the affidavit system, especially the one that we're doing in New California because it's rock in the house. We already got one county uh, clerk recorder uh, to resign. We presented him with affidavits, which are criminal charges against him by citizens. And on June 1st and on June 5th, he resigned. And then we've also now had probably about five or six others, either clerk recorders or other necessary staff that are resigned also throughout California. It's a plague. They see this coming and they're just fearful of it. And we're winning. We're winning. And that's something that's good. We're weaponizing the people with, um, with all this. So that's what's happening. That's so awesome. The army of God are, is the people. That's right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.